0: depoliticize it because it's not about that. If there is a chance to utilize these rights to create better conditions and don't worry about the dues part of it because you'll get to see the contract and do the math. If the dues are worth it, sign the contract, right? If they aren't, you don't have to sign for it. As long as the workers are on the same page. I mean, our union said that if we didn't want it after the first contract, they wouldn't even make us vote again. They would just walk away. So don't go to your managers for information about it.
1: Welcome to the Labor Solidarity Podcast, which is an Empathy Media Lab production, highlighting the work of organizers and labor leaders. My name is Evan Papp, and I'm the executive producer of Empathy Media Lab, and we produce content on labor, political economy, art and culture. And we're a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. Today, I'm speaking with Billy Jarbo, who is with the Apple Coalition of Organized Retail Employees, known as Apple Corps. And he also works at and helped organize an Apple store in Towson, Maryland, which became the first Apple store in the nation to unionize in June, 2022. Apple Corps is part of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers Union. And Billy, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here.
1: So could we begin by you introducing yourself, your background and uh, how you started working at this store?
0: Uh, Yeah. Well, my background pre Apple was, I was an athlete, um, through at least half of college. And then I was at a spot where I was basically sort of injured and I was kind of coming back from that. And I was like, do I try to finish out these last two years while playing baseball, which was my sport? Or, you know, do I try to just basically get a job and move out and do that whole thing? And, uh, I had a friend that were, or I still friends with them, um, friend from high school that worked at Apple at the time. Um, and basically in his situation used Apple to get himself going with his video stuff and then ended up being able to do that. Um, so that was really inspiring and cool, but he basically referred me. We were, we had overlap for a couple of months before he ended up, you know, doing his video stuff, but, but yeah, um, that when I got the job at Apple summer 2010, pretty much marked me stopping the baseball path and, you know, starting the working <laughs> path. <laughs> you yeah. Know uh while still trying to get out of like finish school so yep and then pretty much stayed there ever since
1: cool and just for the audience to know um I was connected with you through my own friend uh Juan and uh he plays music with you what what band are you in
0: yep yeah so we have a project called sanscara uh which is pretty all over the place it's very heavy and but also kind of like psychedelic and (laughs) improvisational and all this kind of stuff. And I play with my other buddy, Thomas, who I'm friends with since high school. And yeah, that was really cool. Over 2020, when we were on quarantine, me and Mon reconnected and he had since picked up bass and uh, yeah, just joined and started jamming, felt real good. And yeah, and then lo and behold, he's your roommate and (laughs) all this (laughs) other stuff is happening. You reach out through him and yep, small world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, love it. Love it. So what what was the process of everyone coming together because I looking at um this news article from Maryland Matters it said that you voted and it was a 2 to 1 uh vote in favor of the union 65 workers voting in favor 33 opposing it so what was this process because a lot of people have no experience or background in union organizing have never been in a union um, what got people motivated to, to start wanting to organize?
0: Well, I think at the base level, it was the type, well, two things at once. It's the type of work that we do and the, and specifically for us, the, the amount of tenure that we have, like the amount of people that have been there. Multiple years, five years, 10 years. I mean, lots of folks, including myself, I, I have 12 years, I hit 12 years this past month, July. And, uh, yeah, so that in and of itself sets the stage for, I guess, being on the same page and and having this thing, you can't rush that kind of history with each other, you know? Um, and then of course, aligned with like the nuance of the work that we do, it's not, it is just glossed over as retail, but it's, we are so connected to these devices and dependent in a way that we're ignorant to. And so we end up playing the role of, whether it's therapist or teacher or, rescuer or or scapegoat to like funnel people's you know emotions at because of whatever has happened with this or their relationship with this stuff yeah it's just a lot to bear and i think what allowed us the time to note at least for me to notice like what what had happened and then what can we do going forward was the COVID break apple was you know of course wealthy enough that they weren't going to let us all go right so they kept us afloat uh You know we did this weird work from home hybrid and all this kind of stuff and i mean that was several months though and for a lot of us like myself it was the most break that we've had i mean yes you get your vacations and you get your like token two days off but we know that that you know 40 day work week is outdated and these types of topics um were already spoken about amongst each other you know we've already sort of played with those ideas of you know we know that we're playing a part of this like we can as far as like we get paid more and you know we're making billionaires so much money and all this kind of stuff those ideas and so yeah covid happened it gave us all a break and uh we tried to band together and use our internal platforms to raise our voice and it just didn't it just felt like the same pattern of performative get us together to just talk about all whatever is ailing us and then but also to not see any action. And so for me also was like just so hard to have debt, you know, decades worth of. These round tables and we talk about our thing and then just nothing happens, you know, and or, you know, things happen that are just, I can see in hindsight, conveniently align with, they were already going to do anyway. And, you know, Apple's a very smart, they have a lot of resources. And as was mentioned during our anti-union campaign, they've had a long standing history with Littler Mendelssohn. this advanced union busting law firm that they get preemptive with these tactics and i can see of course see all that in hindsight like it's like union proofing almost like to not even get people to question their circumstances enough to think that it could be better even though when you think about how much we give and how much we get and are still struggling whether it's debt or just paycheck to paycheck idea like that that those are the things that really have worn on us and again when you had the covid break You had a little bit of a a healing from that happen. And then we have so many examples of decisions being made that absolutely have no, have a direct effect on us, but no include, we're not included in that, you know, process at all. And it's, it's just so many examples of that over and over in this gaslighting sort of idea of like, oh, we want to hear your feedback, but it's not being integrated, right? And we're seeing it over and over and over, you know, whatever the COVID policies are, whatever kind of thing, like that just. I think for a lot of us really just made it so like it's just going to be the same thing over and over again unless you know we quit (laughs) which a lot of us did a lot of people that were original organizers didn't make it because they just couldn't the job is so brutal (laughs) you know and and i guess our current version, or in our version of that is i don't know i only know that because i've been at towson for I think nine of the 12 years, I spent a couple of years at Annapolis because I grew up in Annapolis. but for the most part, I've been at Towson the whole time. Um, so I, I really only know that world, but I, I, it feels like it's, you know, a very hard version maybe, but again, I can't, I'm not comparing that to anything else. So, but yeah, that, I would say that's what really like, you know, these existing ideas that we're already sort of aligned with, you know, obviously seeing like Amazon you know doing something whether you know we only had one of them successful but all that activity really and then you know the starbucks stuff and it's just like of course well why don't we do that kind of thing or at least why don't we do it and, and so yeah that's what kind of kick-started us us looking into it which if we, I can skip right to that, that was yeah, really, well, uh, Well,
1: what, what was it? <laughs> well, scheduling? Was it scheduling or was it wage? Oh, yeah, was it, um, uh, yeah. What, like, what were some of the main, main issues that kept coming up and again, again, and the HR department be like, let's have a circle where we can discuss our emotions and say why we're mad
0: and well, never the resolve the round ideas, the, so the round table where we discuss our everything that That's has always cool. been there. It's just we know the frequency drastically increased once the union stuff became public but it had always been in the bedrock of like whether it's once a year twice a year however you know we have these internal surveys that we do and then the leader store leader will review that in these different group sessions where we can kind of expound more on it and they can give their commitments for what they're going to do to fix whatever it is that the store is talking about um, but specifically, I mean, schedule balance is, is huge. Uh, there is no predictable schedule. Um, for me, for me specifically, none of these things, you don't get any more privilege, uh, other than a little bit of extra vacation time, the longer that you stay there. So there's this idea that we've got, you know, our tenured employees, but th- that. Isn't felt in like the control you can get back in your life. So scheduling is huge. Also knowing how profitable Apple is and how difficult it is for us to get the maximum amount of raise possible. I, I mean, myself personally, I've been asking, trying to gain clear what I can do to do that. And it just the whole 10 year or over a decade that I've been here, it just has not gotten any more clear. Um, So it's just, that's an obvious one too. We yeah. just know the company is so profitable that It's like, yeah, they gave, it's just a lot of that. And then like the refusal to acknowledge that we should be getting hazard pay for being frontline workers and we haven't stopped working in that capacity the entire time that this pandemic has been happening. Um, that's huge, but the schedule part I think is the biggest unifier. It's just, there's a lot of factors at play, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's also creates like this call out culture because you're so burned out from having, if you are the one that is there, it's the, the day becomes so much harder. Yeah. Um, so that's all part of it. Um, but also it's cause we started really thinking about, well, anything that affects us on the job, we can have a voice to try to alter or change. So there's a lot of like personal, like professional development type stuff where getting promotions or going through the interview process. There isn't a guaranteed way that every single person will be able to practice the, the way that Apple wants us to be able to interview, to get to these newer physicians. And it's, it's always in this way of, well, you need to ask for it. You need to ask for the time to, for us to like make this when it's not, it should be given to everybody. Everybody yeah. gets the mm-hmm. same amount of time to, to practice this, to reflect on their past experience. And it's just the exact reverse that it should be. Where it's like we should be guaranteed the time, not we should ask for the time and it's on us if we don't get to do it when there's no way that we can possibly do it with, you know, how the store is laid out and like our days are laid out and that sort of thing. And that's just really challenging and confusing to try to deal with when you're you're really actually trying to do the best that you can and you keep getting no, but your feedback isn't something that you can integrate into your it's like an extracurricular thing that is like, how am I supposed to? It's like a school thing too. It's like really weird. So I know <laughs> that's, we all have our different ways and I guess critiques about what that process has been for us. I have my own, but that was also for me and other people a huge part of why it's just inconsistent <laughs> and confusing. Yeah. So,
1: so as the process began, you're like, okay, we're, we're now like talking amongst each other. That has to be like a pretty scary uh, experience in the sense that, You're going to start, you got a target on your back as soon as management hears that you're organizing.
0: So we did it, we were talking underground about this for over, or not over a year, but about a year before we even went public. So that prospect was for a lot of the time that we've been doing this kind of in the future. And honestly, for me, even probably myself included into a certain degree, like we underestimated what that was going to be like when you know, they were firing on all cylinders and and, and new and we worked hard because, you know, it definitely created targets for us and it definitely continues to this day and makes it an added stressor that is pretty hard to deal with and had broke actually some people um, in certain ways. Like I'm not going to out anybody, but it just it affected all of us in very significant ways, uh, especially our, the organizers. But um, yeah, but it's something that we were able to not Probably for a benefit, um, not overthink too much because, you know, it, it wasn't that much different from us talking about whatever other thing we were complaining about. We were just sort of transforming the conversation to be very intentional about as we bled the information out intentionally. We started pretty much with like either people that were vocal and like lesty ideas or like people of tenure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that was the best strategy. And we just slowly, but surely, just made sure that either we were talking about it, um, in a space where we could talk about any other kind of thing, um, like customer facing or, or off the clock. And, and then we just had this specific cadence of seeing if they have any issues with there and if they have issues sort of, all right, well, we're, this is what, like the idea to get union rights is um and yeah but so we kind of did the way that we train each other on the job sort of about this idea which was kind of funny To i mean that's what it felt like when we were doing those early organizing meetings is like we could have been meeting about anything in the store like coming up with a plan to make some area of our store better like we've done so many times so many of us have done so many times um but no it was about Uh showing the interest to get those rights uh yeah, was really hard. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah just see what at least what that option looks like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And unions can also be, you know, very hard. Democracy's sloppy. It trying to get can you know 51% of people on board. Uh everyone has their own grievances and their own, you know, issues and, and things like that that they bring to the table. And so it, but it does create a democratic workplace and then the ultimate goal is to have power so that you can at least negotiate the the numbers to to leverage the numbers to negotiate with management uh for things like scheduling and and um and and better pay and those type of things. So as this organizing began um what was it like once it became public? Yeah, what was kind oh, of the, and ooh. and also what who had anyone been involved with organizing with uh Union before, or were they absolutely not no. and and they how did all... you you get to name it apple Corps and and how did you uh meet with the International Association of Machinists and aerospace workers?
0: Well, this is kind of all adjacent honestly to me and my partner's yoga practice and i <laughs> it's like I wish I didn't have to say that, but it is just an inherent part of this journey for us. Because for us, it was like the whole yoga thing is about us kind of doing the union thing, but with your own life terrain. And so it was very natural to try to extend that idea out to, oh, wow. But anyway, I only bring that up because our mentor, like we practice Ashtanga Yoga. There's only one program that does Mysore in Baltimore. And so we had been a part of that community for a while. And one of the teachers, one of our mentors there, Heather, she is like kind of an activist teacher like person very involved and just i don't even want to say more than that other than she's we trust her in that that way i guess politically and socially and all that kind of stuff and she's definitely an activist and she basically just got us in contact with david just just because um, and I don't know if she was directly involved because basically our Mysore program was uh, absorbed by Yoga Works during its latter years. Yoga Works eventually got unionized in New York, but there were other campaigns throughout the Yoga Works enterprise before they went bankrupt. Um, so I like I don't know how, exactly how she know. I, I have to actually ask her, but um, but either way, she got us in contact, and it was my partner Catherine, who also works at Apple, but she happens to work for the Columbia store um it was me her and then this guy at my store kg so Captain reached out over email and then ended up calling david just to like what is a union what does this even mean if we were to even try to like is it against the law for us to you know meet up and talk to you et cetera, et cetera? and so literally taking those kind of baby steps and then um then he was like all right i'll come down and you know we'll chat at whatever no like obligations just to learn about it and all that kind of stuff and Yeah, I mean, David has just been the, like, (laughs) he's been the best person that we could have asked for to work with. with And and David's the organizer. David, Dean, Maria, yes, exactly. And so, and he was kind of going, he does their non-traditional organizing, um, and kind of does like the whole East Coast try, like, I don't know how South he goes, but he's definitely like this upper right quadrant where like uh, Maryland is and stuff, um, So anyway, I I just mean that like he had an open mind in the way that he allowed us to learn the information the way that we needed to to apply it to our first like workplace and um and also allowed us to just take as much control as we needed to or wanted to which we all want to be as involved as we possibly can without you know actually burning out from because it's so much extra work
1: yeah (laughs) it's like
0: a whole other job whole other unpaid job and that's so for real but um but yeah no i mean so Catherine reached out we met at this coffee shop um the columbia just has a different situation there i don't i won't speak to that but um yeah me and kg and david we from there just started we immediately brought in our friend christy i think was the actual next person from towson who we had been talking about all this stuff with and we were like hey we actually reached out to somebody you want to you know get on the zoom and And it's just built up from there. And, uh, we had this whole, I mean, it's, you have to really think about it and think a survivor. I don't know if you watch survivor, but it's that social, it's not manipulation, but it's intentional socializing in a way to like, in this case, make the information trickle out to the right people with the right influence that aren't going to go to management. Like, so, and if we, you know, just to say again, I've said it other places, but like the one thing that we really messed up or one of the things that we could have controlled that we really messed up on was some of the people that were, we were afeard of that would go to management. There might've been like 10 or so. Um, and a couple of them had some tenure under their belt. So that's where I'm like, we, I, I was trying to do my best. I could have done more, you know, to make it a priority to get in contact with them before we went public. But yeah shoot man we went public and we missed about 10 of them and that really just was a thorn in our side like even to this day like yeah. it um and then it created a lot of just personal stuff in the mix of all this that you know was just that was just such a big poison that um yeah and then we should have been more on like the moderation because once you we had all the we had like 65 people in our signal chat i don't know if you know about the signal app that encrypted app so like 65 people downloaded this app, got an invite to get into this yeah. group. So anyone grew to this point where we didn't moderate it like we probably should have from the beginning. Yeah. So there was, you know, some venting in there and some screenshots were taken and all this kind of stuff. And you know, it just that 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 part of it sucks. Yeah, uh, the
1: messy part <laughs> of trying to yeah, organize people it's, in general. But also anywhere. It's like,
0: yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, I don't know. It's like i want to give my f- some compassion that yeah. it was the first time that anyone's done this and no one's perfect and we we got to try to own it and we have at least i have since you know gone back to all the people that i feel like i could have connected with that i didn't try to make amends and because you know it's like we have it now and so we want their voice everyone's gonna have a say no matter what yeah um yeah and i don't know was there another point that i missed from what you had asked but
1: yeah no um so i i mean like going to this this next question which is essentially there's the national uh labor relations board and you once you say hey we want to do a union vote like what what does that process look like sure um for for other people that may be in situations <laughs> that they're They're at least curious on, on kind of what the process is, the legal process where you say, Hey, we want to have a union. We need to do this vote. We need to do a card check type thing.
0: Yeah. Well, this is what I would say. Um, you want to take it slow and steady though. It has to be consistent and you have to find it's never going to work unless you find your core. Usually about 10%. We had about 15 people on our organizing committee, about eight of which were like present in like an everyday sense but the other ones played a role in in a big ways in the i'll talk about that later but mm. i guess it's like how do you have both things in mind at once like where you the expectation to participate in the in the organizing committee is you have to want to do it and be doing it but at the same time it's like life shit comes up and yeah you know, not everybody can participate in the same way for the same duration. Like even myself, I got COVID and I was out for like freaking December to like through February. I it wasn't until like March or something that I started actually coming back to meetings yeah. and stuff, yeah. but not it, that the movement kept coming. And actually we got more people during that time and, and kind of kicked up a momentum wave. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it can't just be one person. Yeah. It can't just be two people. So, I mean, that's, You can't do it but if you have that group um then it's really about how do you learn the information and what is the best way that your team learns that information of what it is what are these union rights like the right to information the right to transparency so that you can negotiate the things that affect you um and then it's about really thinking creative i mean at least for me it was so now i know what these union rights are i'm living my my work life out thinking about whoa the things that affect me on the store level how can I influence that like what could that even look like um and then that's a way to just start inspiring yourself because if you aren't actually you got to dig in that well to get because it is a they don't want you to access these rights I mean that's just what it comes down to and if we can and that's I guess also just to speak on like the Atlanta because we were like just they went public just a little bit before us and then we were like oh wait no we're doing it too and yeah. that actually probably we probably so, rushed a little bit yeah explain
1: that. explain that uh who what other store like another store went public
0: yeah so yeah. it was the atlanta store forgot what the actual name of the store was is called but they were they were working with the cwa they went public uh like Which is end communication of May.
1: workers of america for yep those folks who don't know
0: communication workers of america yep and then yeah they went public uh like, end of May, we went public like second week of June or something like that. Um, but yeah, excuse me, they were just a little bit of a head start. So, their anti union stuff from Apple started, you know, a couple of weeks before ours. And, excuse me, they, um, and I don't know if it was from their store, but then like the vice leaked uh memos came out where there was like some manager in a one of these anti union calls, like recorded, written, wrote down everything that was going on. I mean, that was a huge help to like, no really like the angle that and it was that plus a lot of the messy emotional stuff for us so i mean you know you can have a heads up but still living it is hard but yeah no that helped us so much like having just that little bit of a heads up and they were so brutal down there in the red state of georgia like that they couldn't even make it and i'm not surprised because there were points at our campaign where i'm like is this gonna work even though we still won by you know a solid majority but it's just really hard so anyway the whole process you got to get your showing of interest so you're showing it's the the old school uh union card so nowadays it's at least for us it was a link so we just called it the link hey you need to sign the link you need if you're about so we would have those conversations like i mentioned like once you got your core group you go out and you have your conversations of like in what order like do you have issues and Slowly but surely, like if they have that, and they and you know, you position the union thing, and they seem like they some people want to do a little research, will hop on a zoom call or something like that. But then eventually, they sign that link. And when you get so the government threshold is 30%, I would recommend at least 60%, even 80%, um, before going public, just because of how hard it is, (laughs) like straight up. And we were, I think, uh, maybe a little bit too full of ourselves because we had, you know, 73% or when we went public. Um, I could say that now because we've already won, but <laughs> it was yeah. kind of secret, like how much support we had. Yeah. Um, but because uh, like a lot of people didn't want to say it because they're because we were being targeted like us yeah, that were in yeah, the articles. Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Um. But the, also the ones that didn't, weren't pu- known because the management didn't know what side they, they were on. They also got targeted in the other way because Wow. So when we so when you get your showing of interest, whenever threshold, union person can advise. Again, I'm I'm recommending seventy to eighty percent or whatever. But then you you submit all those uh, written uh, names to the labor board, and then they say, okay, you hit them. They just want to know you're above thirty. Yeah, you want to know that you will win, <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, then they're like, all right, well, we'll set a date, and then the 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 lawyers between the two. For us, it's the machinist for, you know, Apple it's Littler Mendelssohn, but then they were figuring out, they'd go back and forth what the dates are and all that stuff. And yeah, um, then they set a date and you just have to win the majority. Um, obviously you want to win it by a good amount. So you have good momentum going into negotiations because the other leg to all this, after you get your union rights, it doesn't matter until you get a contract.
1: Yes. That's, that's exactly what I wanted to get to next. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. Um, uh, yeah. We have our bargaining committee elected. So we self-elected all that. And it was about 13 of us. Um, We're just trying to get Apple to agree to the dates so that we can go. Um, It's like a three-day intensive training that the 13 of us will go through. The machinist hosts and pay for our shifts if we miss shifts. But um, basically just get us educated to sit at the table for negotiations, which is what we've said all along. We will be at the table. (laughs) Or your elected representatives from the store level will be at the table articulating our needs so that's really important to us
1: yeah yeah the the concern i've heard from the amazon workers union up in new york is that they won the union and now they have to deal with excuse my language all the fuckery that amazon legal is going to do to try to prevent them from ever actually signing a contract Um, and i'm sure apple is also looking at any type of legal maneuver they can do to try to delay and slow it down and but i maybe not i'm 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 curious like is it moving well, forward guess, yeah
0: i mean i think it's hard to tell right now honestly yeah. it's because at the end of the day even if apple's going to be more like liberal or lenient than amazon's brutal ass will be it i still don't think they're gonna uh, like actually push it along <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like Cause in my, cause from what I can see, it's like, they're not doing anything to like help create this for us to get our bargaining committee up and running. So we can basically the first thing on that we have to figure out is like, they just updated the COVID policy, uh, or like the return quarantine close contact policy, like 10 or 12 days after we got certified and they tried to roll it out like normal. And we had to be like, Hey, actually this affects us, you know, we're going to have to negotiate about this. Even if we're gonna agree to it probably anyway, it's like just the fact that this is something that again, it's just like one of these times where we can do it. So so they've agreed that we're gonna negotiate about it, but now we're still waiting here on these dates to get ourselves trained. So it's like
1: yeah, it's
0: like that it it could go either way still. But yeah, that's the first thing we're we're trying to figure out. Like, are they gonna go somewhat like they want to get this rolling at all? Cause they could just want to get it out of the way so they match the changes to the rest of the the company um and try to union proof again
1: yeah yeah
0: it seems like the way they're talking about towson is that we're like an outlier store and we had really bad management which you know may have been a part of her but um just i don't know i guess we'll see
1: yeah well i really appreciate you sharing all that are you in touch has other stores uh been in touch with your your union about potentially unionizing other apple stores
0: oh yeah Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a Slack, we have a Slack channel started for, there's, um, stores from south all the way west coast. I don't know really what say any specific areas, yeah, so no. I don't want to try to out them, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, uh, a good amount of folks like in our apple core specific chat. And then if you, I don't know if you've already joined the discord, the Meet apple Meet too or apple Two discord. Oh. It it was started by the folks in the corporate, like, when they were doing all the corporate pay transparency stuff in, like, 2020. I don't know if you've heard about that.
1: Oh, uh, no, I actually... I'll put it in the show notes. Char...
0: Sure. Char something. I forget her name, but she was actually fired for this because she, like, spearheaded it. Um, but anyway, there's a Discord set up on that behalf, uh, but there's a lot of union stuff happening there. Um, just talks about it and that sort of thing and some of us follow. But people reach out to us on our Instagram account and I think for a while it was we were really doing a good job about like staying connected with the other store or like whatever's happening because oh yeah the machinists are also in contact with a bunch of other ones so okay. we've with their they've like coordinated so we can jump on like they've asked us to jump on and help in certain ways so that's happened a few times but it's also like uh at least for me too like I haven't got to the space where I feel like I can even like give anything helpful because it's just been so absolutely brutal um in ways that are just my, you know it's like you you i feel like i'm a pretty good visionary and i could see that oh yeah they're gonna it's gonna be brutal but like it doesn't matter how you can see it when you're living it. it is just next level because you know we had our store leader um he was here for five years he was a favorite of the store i mean everybody loved our store leader um I guess I shouldn't say his name, but, uh, he you can just yeah, store leaders fine. <laughs> um, but the, he got, uh, it's, it's unclear if they kind of pushed him out or he, it was like voluntary. It's like, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Cause I know that the anti-union stuff seemed to really kill him. So they recruited, let me just talk about that real quick. Cause yeah. if any Apple people are listening to this and I know that there's a lot of different campaigns at different points and. If, if anyone's at a point where they feel like it might be public soon or anything like that, like the, the, what they did for us, they got us a new store leader, they pulled him in like he was just supporting, but he was, he was recruited because he was so good operationally at the existing procedures. Cause they can't change anything. Once you declare the, the union as the thing that you're going for, they cannot make changes, but they can go all in on what it used to be or what it has been. Even if your store like mine hadn't ever adhered to what it had been. <laughs> yeah. So they recruited this new store leader to come in. This store leader, seriously, he had like five people, other managers under him from other stores that he had mentored. So it was like his super team that he had all recruited to bring in the, the that recruited management team boxed out our managers. Like, so they, the, the recruited ones came in they did the day to day stuff. They were on the floor. I worked with all of them because I was stuck on the floor of the, you know, and then what Apple did is they hosted three round tables a day that were voluntary, but they were very sneaky in the way they signed people up. Cause it's like, you could, you could say that you didn't want to go, but like people didn't even know what it was about. They were just like pulling people left and right kind of thing. Yeah. So they had these group round tables, three a day, as many people as they could fit safely in a room, they would pull. So they would gut the floor. I mean, it was fucked on the floor. Three wow. a day for the seven weeks <laughs> oh, of the union election. Wow. Three a day. And this is where I mentioned that the people that maybe weren't as present in the earlier parts of the organizing committee showed their colors here. They showed up to the fucking battlegrounds every because that was what it was, man. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of the three public ones a day, the, in the other managers, the ones that had their time boxed out by the recruited ones, would do targeted one-on-one talks that they were basically temperature checking the employees, um, fishing them to see if they'll talk about, cause if the employee initiates the union talk, the managers can give their opinions, their opinions, which are solicited from Littler Mendelssohn. And so, and certain managers really made it their mission to scare people, shake them up, use whatever kind of my husband was in a union, my dad, my uncle, whatever example, they would force them to pull from there and then go all in whatever that storyline is to scare people. And that's why we, you know, it went from like the, I said, the 10 people that we missed to the 33, because it was so intense. Yeah. And if you really didn't do your homework and your inner like, what does this mean? In my mind, like union rights, using them, engaging in a democratic workplace—you had no foundation. You were going to get totally swayed with whatever yeah. the current of the emotions were, which was freaking turbulent. Yeah. So and, and yeah, trying that's to what inoculate
1: the workers who are going to be going through these psychological operations to inoculate them from the anti-union campaign is, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's intense.
0: Yeah, so that's what it looked like. It was seven weeks of that, and uh, and then that's when we were trying to do that last interview. <laughs> it was like in the, yeah, like no. I think it was what four or five days before the vote or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Too much. I apologize for no, all no, that stuff. No, it's all good.
1: Like, it's all good. I'm glad uh, we we've been able to connect and uh, that you've really shared a, a, a very exclusive story that I want to share far and wide with within the Labor Radio Podcast Network and and possibly other. Apple stores that um, may be looking at this?
0: Well, I hope it's helpful because honestly, it's the more that it becomes normalized workers noticing that at least an option, just like if you want a lawyer present when you're on trial, right, you have to ask for the that same with this. It's like you have to ask for and just real quick to speak to because this is one thing that I've learned that is, you know, just further radicalize me kind of against how our current laws are set up i mean the reason it's so hard for us in america is because of our laws we want to say that we're for the workers and for unions or whatever the f- no we're not we're a country that literally provides space and we if you in canada uk glasgow scotland they just uh won their union during our campaign because they when they give their showing of interest the government says you get it they don't say the company gets extra space to misinform or to scare or whatever it is. We yeah. do that. We literally do that. Yeah. We create, I mean, the whole idea of an extra election after you send your majority written links, whatever cards, whatever. If you say that you want it, you should get it, just like these other, like, yeah. so that for me has been a big, like, whoa, that is a huge issue. Bigger than, I mean, that's the reason that we had to go through this. And all these political people, Bernie Sanders giving us a tweet, that means nothing to me because where were they when this was happening? Where are they speaking out against these laws? Yeah, I'm changing them. <laughs> does, does it doesn't mean anything to me uh, just getting the, the old Biden handshake or whatever the hell. So I guess we'll see how it goes. But uh, I just wanted to mention that part because, you know, literally learning about like, oh, Glasgow just got it and they didn't even have to do what we did. Like yeah. that happened during our. we're going through this battle. <laughs> yeah it's the same company too (laughs) because that was an apple store sorry i didn't mention that so how can people learn more about
1: this struggle and and support your union
0: well the support for ours is is easy um let me just remember what the instagram is but easy is just follow us on instagram um just in any way like that's Oh, was a core union, a core union at Instagram. And you, and I would say like, reach out to us there. Um, if you reach out to us there, if you want to get onto, like, if you're an Apple person specifically, and you're trying to get in contact with us, or you want to get talked with the machinists, or you want to just get on our sl- across store Slack or anything like that, I mean, we will verify you in Apple directory, <laughs> so we yeah. don't want any spies, um, but yeah, no, we are here to to help anybody in and, and how we can. I mean, like I, I said, it's still hard for us right now. And, you know, all those managers that were supporting us uh, have left and we're back to our bare bones store. Um, honestly, it feels like a little bit of a time loop because it's the same issues that for me specifically have created this need to want these rights are still manifesting in the store. Right. Like yeah. we haven't we haven't really changed it in that way yet. So but um but yeah, the more that people just vocalize it, make it, it, it depoliticize it, because it's not about that. It's about if, if there is a chance to utilize these rights to create better conditions and, you know, don't worry about the dues part of it, because you'll get to see the contract and do the math. If the dues are worth it, sign the contract. Right. If they aren't, you don't have to sign for it. As long as everyone on the workers are on the same page. I mean, our union said that if we didn't want it after the first contract, they wouldn't even make us vote again. They would just walk away. So it's it's literally not what don't go to your managers for information about it. That's I guess all I would say. <laughs> Billy Jarbo,
1: he is with the Apple Coalition of Organized Retail Employees known as Apple Corps. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks, Evan. Ooh.